0: hi it's nathan i feel like spirit's been calling me to make a podcast again seems like I've slowed down a little bit but it happens to uh, the best of us you know you get a whole lot of stuff off of your chest and uh like earlier this year i was on a nice podcast run and uh you know i was new it was a lot of fun I had a lot of stuff to say, and I don't know, I feel like it slowed down a little bit, so. The Bitcoin thing is uh, doing really well this year. I finally got some money into Bitcoin, so uh, I would... Very highly encourage anybody to get into Bitcoin this year because uh, just about any time, I mean, it's really high today, but just about any time this year is probably going to get a decent price, and in the next uh, couple of years, I'm really expecting it to take over the, the world and everything, but other than that, I've just been sort of trying to stay on the path, do the best that I can. Avoid all of the uh, mistakes, which is hard to do. Like I recently learned that I need to eat less and eating very much so pleases the ego. So not eating, of course, it's going to be difficult for the ego and been working on it every every day. My strategy now is In the morning, I try to go as long as I can without eating anything. I I typically will have some Yerba Mate or some tea or something kind of in the morning. Not every morning, but... So I'm not really as worried about that, although it does start the metabolism. There's not really any calories in tea, so... I found that uh, I typically get in the most karma and trouble from the calories, so... I try to go as long as I can during the day with no food, and I typically will make it till 2 or maybe 3 p.m. That's about how far I made it today. And, uh, a uh, strategy I've learned is that if when you finally do eat the first time of the day, if you will eat a whole bunch of greens, fresh greens, preferably, uh, Directly from a garden, if you happen to be lucky enough to have a garden close by, fresh greens straight from a garden. You just fill up on that the first time of the day. That's a very good strategy because that'll make you feel full and surprisingly give you some energy. Almost no calories. I don't put salad dressing usually if I'm gonna have salad fresh from a garden because it just tastes so good to me by myself another thing i do is i eat my superfood powder mix i recently added san pedro powder and coca leaf powder to the superfood mix well, get some high vibes going in there for sure yeah, that stuff's got almost no calories and it's got a lot of micronutrients a whole lot of plant spirits Adaptogens, uh, the aphrodisiacs, and the superfoods. Whenever you're uh, not eating as much, you can really focus on when you're going to eat. Just just ch- choose the very best foods. So, the second strategy that I found is. Yeah, you can wait all the way till 2 p.m. before you start eating, but once you do start eating, you would have a tendency, your ego wants to take over and just binge the rest of the day, or just continue eating all the way till midnight or something, for example. So the other strategy comes in later in the day, or even during a meal, where your ego, it wants to keep eating, and it... And it's it has like a time delay, so you can get a lot of food down, and then your ego will still feel hungry for another 10 or 15 minutes while it's um, settling. So if you can um, if you can resist that temptation after eating a reasonable amount. And then, yeah, you might still feel hungry, but you just ate some. And so if you just slow down a bit and give yourself a 15 or 20-minute break, you might find that, that you forgot about food and that you're ready to move on to other things. So I'm just sort of, I have, you know, the uh, end goal in mind of eating less every day. And getting off of food addiction. And I just do the best that I can every day, and I try to be mindful um, all during the day. And the other strategy is to stop eating kind of early. You know, say you have a big meal around 6 p.m., just let that be the last food that you eat for the day if you can, if you can resist the ego. The ego is very powerful, especially when it's addicted to something. So it's sort of like... You have to do the best you can every day and uh, just try and stay focused on the, the end goal. but I've been making quite a bit of progress. I, I wouldn't say I've really lost any weight. I don't feel like I have right now. It's at first I sort of did for maybe the first week or two, but I was going kind of hard then because it was new and I wanted and I realized how powerful it was so I was sort of going all in. Yeah, and then the ego and the temptations and you know but I haven't quit I, I've learned some the lesson and uh just working a little bit on it every day so it really does make everything better though I know it does and um the first thing I notice is uh if I get into that bad vibe of being uh ungrateful and complaining and sad and angry and frustrated. I notice that if I quit eating about two or three hours later uh, all that's going away and if I can you know avoid eating for another couple hours or so well then I've got some momentum built up into the positive vibes and I happen to get so much of my work done during the day that I start to feel really good about myself and at that point yeah I can eat a little bit say have a small meal or maybe that would be the right time to eat you know the large uh, salad with no dressing but i really have been making a lot of progress and even now i i had a pretty good salad with dressing um for dinner tonight and i i had this temptation afterwards where there was this bag of chips and it was a small bag and it was like these jalapeno really crunchy chips i used to love them very salty very greasy very very crunchy too so they were tasty but i was i had eaten a few of them earlier and this was after you know i didn't need any more food i felt i felt nice and full my ego, of course, likes the pleasure of eating. So, it felt like it needed to eat, or it wanted to. But I didn't need to. But I let it. I, I succumbed to the temptation a, a little bit, and I was I've probably had four or five of them. And then the ego just wanted to eat the whole bag, and uh, there wasn't much left. There was maybe four or five or six left, and I was about to. I had one in my hand, and I, and then. The spirit was telling me, it was like, you need need to stop that. And it was in my hand, and I was right about to eat it. And then I was like, well, let me just finish this one. And then the spirit was like, you need to not eat that, just that one. And I was like, okay. (laughs) So I put it back. I still remember that chip. It's still over there, but I don't need it. It's a slippery slope to the whole bag. And it's not like, you know, if I ate the chips, they would make me fat or anything. But they would definitely take me down a notch, a small notch. It might make the frustration come back. They might, you know, chips fuck your stomach up. So we uh, might get some of the, some other types of karma, too, other than just calories. But so I'm just going to quit while I'm ahead. Uh, if I had quite a bit of kombucha today, which I may have been drinking a lot of kombucha. Um so I'm done eating and done drinking for the day. And uh I had slept really good last night. Had some fairly crazy dreams. I had a uh, dream about zombies which very, you know, very rarely but occasionally happens. So have some zombie dreams, violent dreams, scary dreams. The zombies had a lot of blood in this dream. They were everywhere. I was running from some of them. One of them I fed um, body parts. I fed body parts to a zombie last night. It was kind of a creepy dream. There were snakes. I was running away from snakes. I had There were guns, I'm pretty sure. So I don't know what's up with that. But uh, my dream life has been pretty vivid. Pretty powerful. The other day, man, I had a little too much the old plant, well, it wasn't all plant medicine. I think that was the problem. See, I had uh, some weed, and then I had a very nice head of DMT. And I'll just describe uh, what happened. So it was really, really good DMT made by a friend. And I, it was sort of a, we sort of had a ceremony it was the lights were down low, guy, I had three hits of it, so i I was starting to get the feeling on the second hit, and I took a third one, and then I laid down, and I f- saw a lot of colors and they were they were like pulsations and waves, and I saw sine waves, and it was very, very vivid colors, and they were moving in a rhythm, you know sort of up and down like a sine wave does. And I laid down and my body was shaking pretty violently it felt like I mean it was a little cold but it was I was doing a lot of shaking a lot of sort of like convulsing looking the stuff wasn't in pain or anything and just you know I, it was the carrier waves is what my friend calls them but the DMT the vibes get fast it's very fast it felt like so my whole body was shaking and Then I had what they call, I think, the DMT breakthrough where, you know, I still sort of was connected to my body, but my consciousness was basically um, visualizing. It felt like the nature of reality itself where I was on the edge of a star, big yellow star, lots of light. And there was other stars all over and I was on the surface of one, and there was black too. There was space, and uh, the stars were uh, sort of had these connections, like light rays that were connecting some of them in this neural network looking pattern, similar to like neurons in a brain or something. And on the edge of uh, the black space and the light from the stars, there were all of these like manifestations. And that was where like, all of the thoughts of eternity and all of God's thoughts were all sort of manifested. And it was like my whole life and all of my thoughts are just uh, on that neural network brain map somewhere. They're somewhere in that infinity of manifestation in the spirit uh I don't know what you want to call it, but it was like a fractal. It almost looked like the Mandelbrot set, is sort of what it reminded me of, where all of the patterns occur right on that edge, and you can zoom into the edge, and as long as you stay on that edge between the black and the white, that's where all of the magic happens. So I was on the surface of a star looking at all the other stars and seeing a lot of the patterns, and there was a lot of big curves around the The stars and stuff. And then I looked down and I noticed that below us was a star that was so big that it was all that you could see. It was like it went on for infinity. And I realized that that was the white side of consciousness. The uh, color white, the light. And that was pure light. And then it was contrasted against pure darkness, which was the black and it was right on the edge of, you know, the light and the dark that all of that mixing and colors and uh, thinking happens. So if you look, if I were to look down, I would see all the white. And I even tried going into the white light to see what would happen and go inside of it. And you could go in a little bit and it would be nice and warm and fuzzy and, and loving and stuff. And, uh swim back out to the surface, but I tried to dive deep into it and I went into it and then it, all of a sudden black appeared. Uh, there was a little black in the white and then the black would appear all over the place and it would and as you moved more towards that it would grow bigger and bigger and it would be like you had tried to fly into a mirror or something. Where it looked white, all perfectly white, just for a split second. And then all of a sudden, black started coming back in. And it was like, that white was actually a mirror boundary. Where, yeah, it would be totally white for... I mean, time doesn't even exist, I guess, in this realm. But if you tried to fly into it, it was like you had bounced off a mirror. And now you were coming back to the surface of the star. And the black, you started to see the black again. And then... So that was kind of trippy. It reminds me of uh Walter Russell and his uh light box with the he had this 3D box that he made that had lights in the corners and you, and it was a box made out of mirrors. So you and there was a corner missing where you could look into the box. And that was supposed to be like the way that reality is actually is on the fundamental level a bunch of mirror boundaries and a bunch of lights all so we had black and we had bl- white and it was very similar to what i had seen so that dmt trip was totally totally amazing it was loud and clear and pure there was like no distortion and it was a uh, just pure source kind of thing almost like you saw the computer program that that was you very neat but so i came down a little bit off that in the next 20 minutes and then i made a little bit of a mistake because a a guy came over and i had a little bit of lsd just a tiny bit of microdose because they i had heard that you know a microdose would be good with that and that was at the end of the night that was after cannabis and dmt and i think my brain had just had enough by then And, and also this, I don't have very much experience with LSD, but I had tried it this time and didn't really think much of it. Didn't feel that that big of a deal, so I I had to go home short shortly after that because it was a long night, and then I went to bed, slept all right, maybe slept four hours or so, because we I, I got to bed really late and the sun came up, and so I had to get up the next day and i noticed the next day i felt really bad and the day after that too probably took two or three days of feeling bad wasn't that bad but it just felt like my uh I, th- I think it was that uh microdose of lsd at the very end of the night that really screwed up my uh n- n- neurochemistry or something you know like what does that stuff do it attaches to some binding site and it gets stuck in there and so what everything that would normally attach uh, it was probably serotonin or something I don't know what I think it's like uh, uh, some sort of agonist you'd have to look it up but it felt like in my head there was a bunch of extra serotonin let's just say a bunch of extra just floating around you know too much of it and it felt yeah it was a little bit of a pleasurable feeling but I didn't like it because it wouldn't go away It was making me kind of lazy, and, you know, like the first day after that, it was hard to do anything. I I had to force myself, you know, exert a lot of effort to get some stuff done. I went running, which felt good. I did a little Kriya Yoga, and I noticed, I felt like I was just a little bit in a daze, and didn't feel good. I couldn't make it go away, you know, because it's the chemistry and everything, but for the next probably two or three days, I just had that you know, too much serotonin in your brain type, type of feeling. It won't go away. And this, you're like, well, I just have to wait this out. <laughs> it was kind of shitty, man. I think I'm if I do try the LSD again, what I'm going to do is wait until I am totally fresh and have another microdose, right? I'm not taking a lot of, even one hit of that. No way. But I'll have another microdose and see if I don't get that same sort of drained it was kind of like a drained and overloaded is is definitely kind of how I would describe it overloaded, drained uh, almost painful but it was like too much pleasure to where it was just shorting out or frying your brain kind of painful to the point where it was like toxic kind of feeling so I mean I'm going to give it another chance but be very very careful with it next time and don't mix it with cannabis or anything else is what i'm gonna try and if i don't get any benefit from it then i'll just leave it alone forever because it's not a plant anyway and it might be one of those things that is more of a drug than it is you know a consciousness tool because i had heard mixed things about it some people really like it and it some people find it to be very profound, and it is very powerful, and so, you know, I was always curious about it, but I think that was just the wrong time, definitely the wrong time to take it, and we'll see if it's even worth doing anymore, you know, but I think my general philosophy is that the plant kingdom sort of knows best, and LSD doesn't really come from a plant, so maybe... I'm not really attached to using it long-term, but I thought I would give it another shot. Maybe in the future. We'll see. You know, there's so many other options around and you don't even need it, but... Part of it is that movie, uh, Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas. <laughs> he One thing he does in that movie, he takes mescaline and... LSD at the same time. Anything he does is fucking cocaine, man. That dude is not in a good spot, you know? That's why you have bad trips, is you're just you know, addicted at that point, I think. Hunter S. Thompson, he got in trouble for the whole cocaine thing. It really fucked his life up. If you read about how addicted he was to it, it definitely took years off of his life and drove him out of his mind and was bad for him, waste a bunch of money. But he was, you know, still sort of a pop culture icon, I guess. I do like his journalism style, gonzo journalism. Basically that just means you uh become a part of the story that you're covering and you sort of record or uh write Or journalize on the go, and you don't. You're not too formal with it, and maybe a lot of it is stream of consciousness and your own own perspective. And like I said, you actually are involved with with these characters in the story, and uh, you become a part of the storyline, and you affect it and change it, based on your actions. So you're not just a, a. objective, um, machine-like observer that is trying to, no, I'm just watching. I'm not going to affect anything in the story. I'm going to keep myself this objective third party that just listens in like a fly on the wall, which would be sort of what normal journalism compared to Gonzo is. It's funny because that's not even possible to do in the quantum sense. Anything that you, uh, are observing in the quantum world, you, uh, are, are changing. So to pretend like you can sit there and objectively record something without affecting it is not, supposedly not true in the, under quantum physics. And it's another one of these weaknesses of the science community is they sort of traditionally hold on to that, uh, as one of their values, the idea that we can just be objective scientists who can perform an experiment um, without our without our biases affecting the experiment, which you know you can minimize your own bias and the effects that it has, but to say that it, you can totally completely eliminate your effect from an experiment that you're performing and and deserving is not really valid under quantum physics kind of surprising but a little nerdy as as well so other than that I've been getting back into shooting I finally got my uh, suppressor on my AK-47 so I've tried it out it works awesome can't even fucking hear it totally does the job now I'm not afraid to use it <laughs> you know, in self-defense, of course Not afraid it'll Because before, it would just hurt your fucking ears You couldn't even shoot the damn thing just, Even with earmuffs and shit on Earplugs, you couldn't shoot it Dude, not me It would fucking destroy my ears So, to be, for me, I would prefer not to even have that In a fucking, any type of defense situation Because if you forget your fucking earplugs When someone's breaking in your house there's anything like that, you know, if you're there's a war and your fucking earmuffs fall off, well now your gun's going to just blow your ears out and now you're going to be fucking hearing damaged the rest of your life. Whoops. So so the uh suppressor definitely took care of that. I was actually quite impressed cuz the internet said it wouldn't it wouldn't work all the way, but it did. Very impressive <laughs> technology. It's fun. So um gonna be just getting that energy going again I have a lot of energy that needs you know it's you can't that's the thing about having a lot of energy around the house is not all of it can be in use at the same time I, I got my uh, microgreen set setup going again so uh, that had been that had been sort of in the closet uh, since since spring I had given it a break because uh I had had an outdoor garden, which is a lot of work, and uh, I was doing my dissertation and shit too, so that was, of course, siphoning energy away from everything in my life, that dissertation, man, that was the worst, but, so, so my microgreens, I haven't even got a successful batch yet, and I've tried it three times. So I had these 10 by 20 inch trays that I was putting the uh, soil and stuff in, and I had filled them up with this coconut core stuff three or three times or so and I put my um, sunflower seeds is what I'm trying to grow, but filled them up with sunflower seeds and coconut core three times, and I screwed it up every time let's see so it's tricky you know it takes a lot of work growing your own food that's why you need to practice if you're not in the practice of growing your own food don't think that if the shit hits the fan you know you can just figure it out in a month and and have success because every one of these little crops has their own uh, tricks and their own um challenges and uh They're going to be different for every person and every house and every yard and every garden and every area of the country. So, you got really got to be in the practice of growing food if you want to be ever, ever have a chance of becoming self sustainable. You know, like I'm still in the city and I'm still dependent on the water sources here, you know, whether it's a well which um, my parents have a well, and they have gardens, so that's nice, but uh, at my house, it's just the city water. So, you know, becoming fully independent means getting off of city water and getting off of, of central electricity and getting your own food sources, and that that's, takes a lot of practice. You know, it's sort of a lifestyle and it's something that if you're interested in doing that, you would want to get on it as soon as possible. Just take small steps. One of the best ways that I found, and the best small starts that a person can do, is very easy. Just buy a easy sprout sprouter and get some sprouting seeds. Just start with that. It'll sort of get you uh, in the rhythm of keeping it in mind that you know you have a responsibility every day of making sure that seeds get get their water and if you miss a day there's you know there's consequences. You can typically get away with missing the watering one time, but if you miss it twice in a row then you you gotta start over. But um that'll get you some of the best high vi- high vibe food. Some of the best food. Really good food for very cheap and very easy. But hey so there's no reason not to do that and especially if you are interested in becoming more independent and having a better diet and fresher food it's a no-brainer so then you can you know move on from there i'm trying the microgreen thing i tried the wheatgrass which i use with my microgreen i have this indoor tent set up Oh, there's a million things you could try. You could try making a raised bed, maybe making a cold frame. That's, that's what we're doing this year. We just figured out how to uh, extend our outdoor gardens so that they'll last uh, on hard freezes, like overnight if it gets too cold. So one thing I figured out is very cheap, very cheap, very easy. If you have an outdoor bed and it's got, say, in the fall, and you have some, uh, in our case it was a regula, some kind of green, lettuce, maybe kale, regula, and you know ahead of time that the weather is going to be cold overnight. Let's say it's going to get down to 28. Well, if you don't want your greens to take damage and depending on which one it is it's going to have be able to tolerate more or less cold so this is where that experience comes in handy and experimentation over time you'll figure this stuff out but the trick is you go to home depot and you buy these really long pvc pipes they're like 20 feet long they had them on the end of the aisle beside the plumbing section where all the other PVC was, but they were thinner and they were more floppy. And they were really long and you have them cut them into thirds, so it was six feet, eight inch cuts. And so one of these pipes, you could have three of these small pipes that were six foot, eight inches. And uh, I just tried one to start out with. So I had three six foot, eight inch little PVC floppy pipes. and then i bought this plastic sheeting stuff at um, home depot or, or lowe's is what where i got it and the plastic sheeting is something that like a contractor would use or a painter it's very common material the brand name was like hdx and it was just clear plastic sheet that came in a 10 by 20 foot roll 10 by 25 feet so i got it was 10 feet wide, 25 feet long. I bought one roll of that. I got the the heavy-duty, like, I think it was 6-millimeter. Yeah, I think it was 6-millimeter plastic sheeting. And then I got a 10-foot 2x4, and I cut that in half. So I had two 5-foot 2x4 sections. I took all that home, and I had a small little patch of uh, arugula that was doing really well. Another trick about um, plants in general and greens is that you want to stay on top of harvesting them and eating them, you know. As soon as they're ready, you basically want to harvest it or else it's going to go bad and you're going to have problems. So one of the problems that you can have is that... the arugula can get bugs or the kale or whatever it is if you don't harvest it and eat it as soon as it's ready it can get bugs and the bugs will fucking eat it and then the whole plant starts to just get nasty and it doesn't look appetizing at that point and so you basically are just not ever going to eat it and if you don't pull it out of the garden at that point you just let it go because you get attached to the the idea that you have plants there that are that you could eat at some point. But if you're not eating them, then they just they get nastier and nastier and then you never eat them. And they're just a waste of space and a waste of soil. So the moral is is as soon as it looks appetizing, you want to start eating on it and you don't want to eat too much of it either because if you eat too much of the greens then it won't grow anymore because you'll have stunted its growth so there's a little there's a sweet spot and uh actually with the arugula, you can sort of let it grow out maybe six inches or maybe eight inches six or eight inches and then you kind of just take your hand and tear the tops of them off but don't rip the plants off and eat that you know, you got to be consistently eating it, though, or it'll get ahead of you. And then it'll attract a whole bunch of bugs, and they'll all multiply. So I had been doing that. I had been on top of it this time, and I had harvested this arugula maybe twice already. And it keeps coming back, which is nice. And the, the fall was coming, and so I, I saw in a gardening book about this idea with the plastic sheeting and the PVC pipe. And... Uh, I decided I would just try it, so I went to the store and the spirit was sort of leading me and um, I was not being lazy about it and I just followed my intuition and I you know, looked around for 30 minutes or so before I found all the parts, but I got them all, went back and covered it up and hey, it worked fine, I had the Regal, it was just fine the next day. Some of the other stuff in the garden had died. The lettuce definitely died, but there wasn't much of that anyway. And, uh... So a very simple technique. You just get those 6 feet, 8 inch PVC sections. Floppy PVC. It's sort of cheaper. And you you, uh, set them in hoops, like arches. And then you stab them into the ground, stab the ends into the ground about a foot or so, and have little arches coming off, and that's enough. I had three of those, and I threw that uh, plastic sheeting over the top of it, put the 2 by 4s on either side to hold it so the wind wouldn't blow it away, and maybe put a rock on the, in the ends of it, and that's all you had to do, and then, then your, your uh, regula is good till the next day. And if you're in a cold environment where it's like below freezing for extended periods of time which it's typically not usually like that in in Missouri. I mean there might be a couple of weeks where it's freezing a lot and but what you can do with this 6 mil sheeting plastic sheeting and you could use 4 mil or 2 mil depending on how much light you want versus how much cold protection so there's some more experimentation to try out but I just went with the 6 mil which is supposed to be the most heat But it lets a little bit less light in, you know. Got that, and uh, I'm just going to throw it out whenever it gets cold and then take it off. You got to take it off the next day, you know, if it's going to be warm or it'll overheat. It'll overheat in there pretty quick with the sun. So that's just a cool new thing that I figured out. So I'm going to have, I'm definitely going to have fresh salad all winter, um, one way or another, the microgreens sort of count as salad. But if I could get a, um, a nice salad every day, you know, then then I could continue with this strategy of trying to eat less every day, cons- being consistent about it, and I could uh, wait till about three or four p.m. have one of those big fresh garden salads. You know, that'll keep me going for another couple hours, maybe have a nice-sized dinner. And then then the challenge after that is not to eat anything else till the next day, right? That's the challenge, because your ego will come in over and over again all the rest of the night trying to get you to eat until bedtime. And I haven't really perfected this aspect of it yet. I've been pretty consistent with the whole waiting till about 2 or 3 p.m. to eat, but... It's, it's at nighttime where the ego really gets me. So I'm going to have to work on it every night. So something to keep working on. But I know the rewards are totally worth it. And the thing is, if I can be consistent with this eating list thing... And consistently stay in that vibe of high productivity and and good feelings and no worry. That see the worry goes away when when you're hungry. You don't really worry about anything else. All that shit I used to worry about, it's all gone. Until I get too much food again, and then it comes back. You know, like hawk work. So if I can just be consistent about eating, um, calorie restricting is what it's called. Then I'm not I'm very rarely gonna get back into that. Worried, uh, sexually frustrated vibration. It'll be like almost, and then I'll forget about it at some point. I think, and it's like you'll have a little bit of leeway where, yeah, you can have a big meal at night, and you're not really going to get back into that sexually frustrated vibe because uh, because you did so much work and and you ate so little yesterday and the day before and and that morning, and so so yeah, you may have had a big big meal at night, but if you just get right back on. On the path, it, you're not going to experience that bad of the emotions, and your, your energy isn't going to be hung up for very long, and it won't be clogged up for as long. So you know, that's sort of where I'm at in my spiritual path right now. Is uh, the universe wants me to uh, figure that out and really put some energy into getting that down. At least better. It's it's a spectrum. So I you know I've identified this as something that I need to work on because I had never even realized that uh, this would help me very much until recently. I knew fasting would help, but I didn't realize how powerful it was at everything, helping with everything, all kinds of stuff that I'd had big problems with. I never connected that fasting could just take it all away so this is sort of what what I have on my plate as far as the most high priority thing that I need to be focusing on improvement in my life is just give up the food addiction and the ego run um, binge eating and, and eating for no reason other than because it feels good it's kind of where I was in the last couple of years unconsciously Just eating as a habit and also because the ego likes it and uh, it's pleasurable. And it's like, well, that's the only thing I got. I can't smoke weed anymore and I can't fucking, there's no girls around. But there's food. So I'll just eat a bunch of food. That's fun. (laughs) Never, not realizing that that was making me totally miserable. So I figured that out. Now it's just a matter of time before the habit really changes and I get kind of consistent, really consistent and really good at it. And, you know, then maybe when I get that really down, I'm sure something new will pop up. And, and there's other stuff for me to put my uh, efforts into, just my my daily skills and my daily uh, things that I'm into, like reading. I've been doing a lot of reading, been working on some programming so that I can get my website up. I did get the domain name Organate.com. So I'm going to be using that. And a shout out to Mindy for giving me that idea. The Organite. So that's my domain name now. And, and I, I sort of bought the domain name ahead of time just to motivate myself to uh, put some energy into figuring out the whole website development shit. Because that's fucking complicated. I'm trying to get a Bitcoin website going where people can give me Bitcoins and I'll give them fucking Organite, you know. Because I like bitcoins compared to dollars. They make a lot more sense. They're certainly more valuable. (laughs) So, um... But that's going to take a whole lot of work. And, uh... You know, computer programming's not fucking easy, dude. It's one of the worst things. Well, it's a good thing that I have the right fucking brain to do that. Why else would I be voluntarily doing it for no reason other than I don't know? feel like uh, since I was trained to do it, and uh, I'm obviously left brain strong, might as well make something out of these skills that I got at grad school and college and whatnot. Might as well continue with that. Because, hey, what else am I that good at that's difficult, right? Music? You think music's ever going to fucking pay for anything? No. Not in my life. Maybe for some people, but it doesn't pay shit for me, man. I, I don't I think the most I've made playing music. I one time made like fifty dollars one night people on the street. I used to play on the street in in a little ruck for hours. I I would play some day some nights I would play four or six hours on the fucking street. People typically I would make, you know, between zero and five dollars on your average night. I'd play maybe one or two hours, make maybe zero dollars. You know, not that that was my main purpose for going out and playing. I just did it because it was fun. But it's just my personality type, too, and also the music that I play. I do original, um, just sort of twiddling and experimenting on guitar, having having fun, and, and... You know, and then there's my whole personality type and my karma that... With all of the problems I had in the past, uh, all the karma that I accumulated, you know, when you have karma like that, you just can't go out and people enjoy your presence, right? (laughs) That isn't how it works when you've got the type of karma. Uh, You know, I'm not attached to that story of me having karma, right? Because I've I've corrected a lot of my behaviors. And so the karma goes away on its own and... I mean, you know, I do have some amount of karma. Everybody does. I mean, I ate today, didn't I? So there's some karma there for sure. But uh, I don't know what it is, man. I've just... Uh, some things, you know, work for some people. Some things don't work for some people. And for me, playing music never fucking worked as a way of making money for me. Never. I mean, I never really put a ton of effort into making it work. It could be a self fulfilling prophecy on on one hand, but at the same time, I just have a feeling that that's just not uh, you know fighting against nature kind of thing. It's like yeah, why should I swim upstream, try to try to make this work when it's you know I just have a feeling that's going to be not going to work out. <laughs> Even if I am good at music and I'm hey you know I I'm really good in certain ways, but. I ain't, I ain't about to fucking try that man no way not even I'm gonna try that because I see how it runs people's lives and how uh, how much effort it, it takes to really make money playing music man I've seen I, I have a lot of quite a few friends over the years who would make money playing music and most of them are doing about the same thing most of them are playing a lot of covers. A lot of cover songs at a lot of bars. Uh, A couple of them were piano bar players playing covers on the pianos, and that's just not my thing. You know, I don't fucking like playing other people's music, especially the type of shit that most your average person wants to hear. It's just that's just not fucking good music into my ears. You know, Britney Spears. If like I I would fucking just feel stupid playing a britney spears song even if someone did fucking pay me i would just feel like an imposter right and that's the kind of shit that people want to hear when they're at a fucking bar for some reason probably because bars are where you know stupid people go (laughs) in general right i mean the whole economy fuck it's just it's it's for dumb people (laughs) Right, I, I see it everywhere I go. I don't like I don't like bars. I think they're stupid because what do you do at a bar? You drink, and the, and drinking kind of a stupid activity for stupid people. I think it is because it makes you stupid. The more you drink, the stupider you are. So might sound judgmental to some people, but uh, there is some truth there. And yeah, I've I've been I've been to many bars many times, and I f- finally realized how stupid it was. And then I was like, "Fuck this, dude! I'm not hanging out here anymore. This is stupid. <laughs> Everybody every every time I go, I see a bunch of stupid people, and I don't am not really I'm kind of sick of stupid people. Maybe I should go somewhere else, right? Or just not go out. And that's sort of what I did. I was like, "Fuck it, dude! I'm just gonna sit home and read books. I'll at least be." not wasting my time you know chasing the dragon is what that was i would go out and try to meet uh attractive girls right at a fucking bar <laughs> uh, that just never worked out man it didn't work out so i you know it took it took years and years of that before i finally realized it was never fucking gonna work and i quit and my life's been a lot better off since i fucking quit doing that because i'm hey i have a lot more time a lot more free time at night where I can just read, get get caught up on my reading. You know, reading is something that actually makes me feel good about myself. Walking around in a f- fucking bar full of stupid people doesn't make me feel good about myself. It just doesn't. You're not, I never found them to be very friendly. You know, they just want to sit there and talk amongst themselves, maybe. Maybe just watch someone play piano. I didn't like it, man. It bothered me. It takes a while to learn lessons sometimes. So, so I've been learning a lot of lessons. The peyotes and all the things have been helping me learn real quick. Getting pretty sharp. Starting to notice people that are close to me don't learn the lessons as fast as I have been, which was fine. You know, they're not also not going to peyote ceremonies and everything and. But at the same time, it's just like, man, is everybody around on this planet, you know, slow learner? Than The majority of people, because why, why did I get sent to a planet full of uh, slow learners? The mentally slow, right? I mean, I was mentally slow for a while, but I'm ready to start meeting a little, you know, some mentally fast people for a change. They're more interesting and makes life more fun find them to be more attractive and whatnot. It's sort of disappointing, you know? You go out to your house and you still see cops every fucking day. Still see them. You know? Like how many, how much spiritual advancement have I made in one fucking year? And yet, there's still fucking cops in my reality. God damn it. There's still people Burger Kings and McDonald's And hey I just went to work at Andy's today Fucking frozen custard Did some work for him today So see I'm still part of the problem Not even out of the woods yet But I'm still Ugh, Just bothers me At least I'm aware of the problem right Just ready for some smart people you know They're a lot more fun they're not stupid. They don't drink. They sit there and get drunk. Like a dumbass. Oh, <laughs> well, man. See, the only thing that I can really control is my behavior. Right? I mean, maybe if I just get really good at not eating, I'll be into a parallel future where, hey, there's... Things do start to get better, man. Maybe the government will go away. You know, maybe... I will make a bunch of money off bitcoins or what, whatever it is. I mean, you know, if I, if I really do my spiritual duty every day and just put all those potato chips down, I had a few of them earlier. It was a fuck-up. I admit I was wrong. Repent. You know, at least once I realized, you know, the spirit was like, you need to put that potato chip down. And, you know, my ego wanted me to eat it. It did. It was nice and salty looking and crunchy. Jalapeno flavor but I did it I put it down and uh, yeah it felt bad for a few seconds put the potato chip down but I'm not I've, I'm not even thinking about it now. It's not it's not tempting me anymore. I know where that path leads been down that road It leads to pain in your stomach and sexual frustration. Bad news. You don't want to be there. So I'm grateful I'd put put the potato chip down. Because now, who knows what else that could have manifested if I would have eaten that extra potato chip. (sighs) See, I just can't afford to be making silly mistakes like potato chips. I'm surprised I even fucking ate those ones that I did eat. Like, what was I thinking? You know, I can do better than that can't afford that at this critical time in human history. Next two or three years are supposed to be, you know, a window of opportunity. Do you really get out of the fucking matrix? Here I am eating fucking potato chips like a dumbass. (laughs) Well, better luck tomorrow, you know. Maybe tomorrow I can fast extra long. Fast till 3 p.m. You know, and make up for that potato chips i had salt salt i know if salt's bad i know it is tomorrow i'll make up for it though you can't ever make up for it is the thing about karma once once you fucking the damage is done i can't go back in time and, and just you know learn the lesson that's the best you can do don't eat any more potato chips it's silly man it's senseless senseless tragedy But, uh, I don't know what to do about this whole fucking humanity shit. Seems like there, I almost feel like there's no hope for them, right? I mean, there is, but there's not at the same time. I just feel like I've advanced pretty far in this life, and, uh, you know, just disappoints me. There's no other advanced beings. There are some. You see them here and there, and see them at ceremony. Just like, man, where are all the other ones? Maybe they'll come down from space. You know? Right. <laughs> when are we gonna get some real high-level fuckers up in here? You know, to make my life a little more interesting. I'm tired of being a big fish in a little pond. It's boring. I want some other bigger fish. Teach me something, you know. Where are they? I do I mean, there's a few of them bigger than me around here. There's some of that are bigger than me in some ways too. Some ways they uh, fucking suck. Could could learn some quite a few things from the retarded people around here. Certain ways that my life has just been total shit. You know, and even some of these mentally slow people have figured out how to really, really clean up in ways that i've just been suffering so i can just do you know focus on my little microcosm you know p- put the truth out there so that other people can learn from my mistakes and my non mistakes i guess that's my uh, my purpose in this life be stuck here you know 900 years hopefully I don't know if I'll live that long, but that's sort of when I'm shooting for 900. Hopefully in 900 years, though, there'll be some nice energy that I can occasionally get a taste of, right? It just seems weird, man, that I should be stuck here with all these zombies. <laughs> zombies, zombies, they're everywhere, man. I just went trick-or-treating last night. The relatives. And you know. You see people spending a bunch of money on Halloween shit. As if that's not what the corporate overlord masters want you to do. They want you buying Halloween candy at the fucking grocery store. When you know it's gonna fucking fuck the kids up. And you still give it to them. What kind of enlightenment is that? Right? Yeah, let's just go and buy Halloween candy and then buy cheap... Halloween costumes that we're just going to throw away for no reason, just plastic. Let's just buy it and throw it away for for a stupid uh, tradition that the TV told us was important to us, so, you know? where's Why is this shit even important to people other than inertia? Like, they did it when they were kids, but why did anyone do it in the first place? And why are we still doing it, for God's sakes? Why are we still buying fucking Snickers bars and uh, Kit Kats and whatever else... Butterfingers And giving them to fucking kids Who don't know any better We know that it's gonna rot their fucking teeth out And make them sick to their stomach And give them diabetes What the fuck What is wrong with fucking America You know I just I go outside And I see a bunch of people Conforming to this conformist Follower mentality bullshit And it just makes me Wonder It's like man When's the next peyote ceremony Cause I'm fucking sick of this shit Fucking sick of it, dude. I go out, go outside, and you see that bullshit—a bunch of kids eating fucking candy and being little consumers. You know their parents, may, you know, being consumers, going to buy Halloween costumes and stupid decorations for Halloween. It's just stupid, man. I don't conform to any of that bullshit. I don't, I don't put Christmas trees up. And I don't go buy Christmas ornaments and. I'll buy a few people Christmas gifts, but only good Christmas presents, and only because I like them. You know, I like giving people shit, not because Santa Claus and and Jesus and bullshit. <laughs> you know, why? like, why can't we just give each other shit without there being a fucking holiday involved, right? And being all corny and sentimental and and traditional and and you know do a whole bunch of stupid shit that that doesn't even make any sense like eat drink eggnog or, or whatever it is make let's make apple cider when we don't ever fucking make apple cider except on halloween now on halloween we make apple cider and it's just sugar and apples it's like as if that's fucking somehow important for it for why is that even important why are we even doing this why don't we just drink Kombucha like normal. Why don't we gotta have apple cider on fucking Halloween? Stupid. Forget about it. Just make some tea. Put some spices in your tea. Make some chai tea. and It's better than an apple cider anyway. And forget about. It. Do you have it? Are you are you hand picking your apples? Cause I could understand making apple cider if it came from you know and it was actually good and it didn't have sugar added to it. Then I would drink some. I would enjoy it. But man, people just do shit because the culture tells them to do it that you know, where do they get this? Where, why is this such a, a program in the matrix? People can't even identify these programs and then just say no to them. That's what, That's the solution to uh, the slavery is just start identifying this unnecessary, stupid bullshit that's causing harm, like Halloween candy. You know, and it's making a bunch of corporate overlords filthy rich and it's causing, it's wrecking the environment and everyone's health. And instead of going along with that, just because, oh, my parents used to do this and I've done this every year, so I don't, you know, somehow I get some weird joy out of doing it yet again, yet again, buying a bunch of candy and giving it to the little kids. Somehow that really gets me, gives me a whole bunch of joy. Fuck it, dude. I don't get joy out of giving kids candy. I, my conscience tells me not to do that, and then if I were to go against that, I'd feel like a fucking cow, a hypocrite. You know, nothing about that is fucking joyful to me. So fuck it. Forget about it. I don't do Halloween. I don't do Christmas. I sure as fuck don't do Easter. I think I think America needs to move on. You know and I don't do Fourth of July. Not in hell. No way in hell am I doing Fourth of July. That's the one of the worst ones. That and Veterans Day. It's just it's all just conformist bullshit. And go out and vote. Yeah, let's go vote. That makes us feel good inside, doesn't it? Man right and see see i go outside and i see trick or treaters but what am i not seeing you know what i'm not seeing i'm not seeing all the people who aren't going aren't going along with that right there's they're out there they just they 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 close their windows and then they don't answer the fucking door and i like that i think that's a good choice you know if everybody did that if everybody just didn't buy halloween candy and didn't didn't buy halloween costumes and didn't fucking they didn't buy, uh, they didn't answer the door for trigger treaters. If everyone did that, you know, we could move on. We forget about Halloween. It's stupid. Just forget about it, right? And, and, and then we could actually develop some sort of tradition or whatever, or just do something productive instead. Be a lot happier, right? We don't have to act like we're in a fucking cult. Every goddamn year, that's what the programmers they want. They want everyone to feel like this weird group think dynamic where you think you're a member of a group and you think you have a family and you think you're a part of something bigger than yourself just because you can go and buy Halloween candy i don't I don't get it, man. I'm never gonna get get that bullshit people that eat this shit too and they let their kids fucking eat it it's just stupid man it's like why why would you get your kids off to that kind of a start in life you want them to be candy addicts what's gonna be next cheeseburger addict then your kid will be what a fucking uh ice cream addict and then what then a fucking uh marijuana addict and then a fucking uh alcoholic and then maybe a cocaine user and then then what where is he going to end up all because it all started with this pattern of conforming to what society tells you is acceptable and you know what the average person accepts let's just conform to that and be happy although we're not really happy with the way it fucks your stomach up and it makes you sick you know you pay the consequences. You can't ever escape the consequences of eating candy. Then how it works it gets you your immune system fucked up or something. And next thing you know, you got a fucking f- flu. You got the flu, and now oh now what do you want to do? You want to go get a flu shot? Next year we'll get flu shots because that's what society told us. Yeah, that must have been the problem. We didn't have our flu shot. <laughs> And then we'll be even a little bit more lower IQ and, you know, less pineal gland activation. Right? Just so tired of this shit. Ready to move out of the fucking city. The city's full of these zombies. You know, sick of them. Sick of walking around my side of my house and seeing fucking zombies everywhere. You know? And, you know, just zombies and their fucking cars feel like they're about to run over you because they're not... Some of them aren't paying attention because there's iPhone zombies, too. And then a lot of them don't even fucking care about strangers at all. You know? Think they're little irresponsible children in some ways. And here they are driving two-ton machines, uh, thousands of them, driving machines down these tiny little streets, and then they have these tiny little sidewalks. And yeah, occasionally someone does get run over by uh one of the zombies stops paying attention. Whoops, I guess that's well, that was an unavoidable tragedy, right? It's just part of uh, part of being uh, alive in our futuristic society. Uh some people do see through this and uh maybe I'll just be a little more we just all got to be more courageous and do our best trying to do my best but you know just do your best today and tomorrow forget about yesterday yeah I, I had the potato chips yeah that was stupid but tomorrow I'm not gonna have potato chips maybe not the whole fucking year maybe never again how about that I'll just never eat fucking greasy potato chips again cause it's stupid and uh and we'll get outside of the city City fucking sucks. Nothing good there anyway. I mean they have a they have a rock climbing gym and that's cool. But we can make our own rock climbing gym and it'll be way cooler. Cause you know, you won't have to pay. We'll have to pay five hundred dollars a year for the fucking rock climbing gym. We can have our own shooting range too. You won't have to pay for that and it'll be a lot cooler. Right? Let me just get out get out of the city. Get all the cool people that we know, right? Who who are motivated to get out. Some of them are right. There's there's cool people who would don't want to be in the fucking city. I don't blame them. I'm certainly one of them. I'm ready to get the fuck out. Stupid, stupid over there. I hate it. <laughs> Can't even get a fresh salad because there's no goddamn soil. There's all concrete everywhere. Can't even get a salad it's, fu- it's ridiculous Yeah but you can get fucking Chicken breast anywhere How the fuck does that work I don't see any chickens around How the fuck is it that you can get chicken breast Anywhere But you can't get a whole f- You can't get a fresh salad No matter where you go It's fucking stupid So and we'll get uh, over into the wilderness Get our nice little commune, maybe get some of that free energy tech. Maybe not, though, man. Maybe we'll just try the rocket stove. Look at the rocket stove, it's cool. It'll help heat your house with almost no wood, and you can throw wood in there. Very little wood. It's so efficient. They invented it in like Africa or something to prevent deforestation. Very cheap cost almost nothing. It's way better than one of these wood-burning fire EPA approved fireplaces that aren't even as efficient but they cost $2,000. Way better than that. You can just move out, out of town get some property get a nice little village going you know, the village life is right there it's waiting for us. We don't have to do anything other than get the property and, and fucking move there. I'm gonna be I'm gonna be moving there real soon. I have a feeling I'm going to be out there in a couple of years. going to be out there and uh, hopefully more people will join me. But uh, I'm sort of used to being a fucking recluse anyway in the city with all the dumbasses around. Like, where am I going to go? Let's see, what do I do in the fucking Springfield? I go to the rock climbing gym. If uh, my friend ever has any drum circles, I'll go to the drum circle. Maybe go to another friend's house, you know, every couple weeks. My mom lives close by, thankfully, so go to her house a lot and help out with the garden and shit. You know, that's about it. So it's like, yeah, I'll just move out to the wilderness and, you know, I won't have to deal with all this bullshit anymore. And I'll probably still have about the same amount of friends as I do now because I don't fucking have that many right now so it's not like i'm gonna be missing anything by moving out there so it's like don't be scared you know we gotta get out there we gotta get the community going and uh it's like yeah, if people don't you know want to uh move on if they want to just stay attached to uh the matrix well fuck them dude we don't need their help that's their choice. And, and you know, if they're that boring of a person... Whatever it is keeping them over there, I don't know. They're just... Maybe they're just... You know, no loss, alright? Let them sit there and suffer and with the taxes and... What else is there in the city that... I don't know, even know. All the smog or whatever. Just let them sit there and suffer, dude. We don't need them. We'll just sit there and... Uh, do our own thing, right? Read our books. Be happy. Be part of it. Just be grateful that you're alive. Oh, yeah. Here's the other part. If you start eating less, fast a whole bunch. You, you will forget all about all the loneliness and the things that you, you don't have because you're out of town, right? You'll forget all about that shit because it doesn't matter anyway. That's that's one thing. The powers of fasting. It brings all of that shit into perspective again. And then you're like, well... I don't even know why I was so stressed out about that shit. It doesn't fucking matter. I mean, I, ha- I, I had food back then. Why was, Why the fuck was I even worried about all that extra shit? See? so yeah, that's... Fasting has actually empowered me to be even less afraid to move out of town. Because now I know I'm not even going to get lonely and fucking start to miss the city, right? I get, right? I'm not thinking that i can go chase the dragon in the city and actually catch it right so see when you fast you don't even want to chase the dragon because it's it's too much energy it's like i don't have enough energy to chase the dragon just sit here and you know read a book be happy i'm really happy i'm not thinking about all of that frustration anymore just think about hung food a little bit here and there and when it gets too extreme, I'll just eat a little bit, and I'll be really extra happy for a while. See, it's real simple. Uh, just very excited to get it going. And I really, really would like—I would like it if a lot of really cool people moved out and joined, joined in hand, and uh, you know, we had a good thing going out there. That would be fun. You know, you'd get to live kind of close to uh, cool people and. You wouldn't have to drive your stupid fucking cars. Right? You wouldn't need your cars. Because they're stupid anyway. Gas and bullshit. Expenses. Car insurance. Get rid of all that shit. Just sit out there fucking permanently and don't go anywhere. Order your shit on Amazon. I'm sure we can figure out... Oh yeah, dude, we'll grow weed. Just grow some weed. It'll be legal. Grow weed and get a few exports going. Grow garlic. Did you know garlic... On a one acre property, you can make $40,000 a year with fucking garlic. See? Just grow our fucking garlic. We'll, we'll all be sort of like co owners on the property. Yeah, it'll take quite a bit of work and shit, but uh, you'll learn a lot in the process. I'm gonna learn a lot, you know? Maybe we can try out some alternative uh, building techniques or maybe not maybe just buy cheap building materials and get some house houses you know no use making things too complicated but at the same time you know can experiment here and there it'll be fun try out the rocket stove mass heaters is what they're called A mass heater so you have this 50 uh, gallon steel drum set upside down um, so it's you know in the air and then you uh, Inside of the drum is a, a insulated chimney with, made out of bricks that are insulated. So that's a square chimney inside of this cylindrical 50-gallon stainless steel drum and the top or the yeah the top of the drum or the bottom or whatever it is sticking up must be uh, the bottom. But you can pull the lid off if you want, but you don't need to do that. It's just look it up it's cool and the mass heater is like a uh like a couch kind of thing that's attached to this stove the rocket stove and the steam comes out of the rocket stove you put up just a tiny amount of wood in the burning chamber it gets sucked sideways and there's an air vent that makes the air flow sideways to the bottom of this uh chimney and it goes up the insulated chimney in the in the center of the rocket st- the uh 50 gallon stainless steel drum and then it hits the top and there's space in between the chimney and the top of the drum and because of that insulation in the chimney it creates uh, extra hot temperatures that burn all of the smoke into uh, it burns all the particulate matter and everything so you get a really uh, efficient burn and there's almost no ash or smoke smell or anything it's just all steam that comes out and then that goes uh, to the top of that drum and then it goes over the side of the chimney on the inside and it goes around the side of the drum and then there's a little chamber at the bottom of the drum that is the exit for all the steam and that goes you know let's say about eight or ten feet through tubing and then it goes outside of your house it could go up the wall and then go outside or, or whatever. But around this tubing, you put insulated uh, biomass sort of material that'll store heat. And so the tubing has all of that heat from the steam after the combustion. And then this it heats up this biomass that uh, will actually store heat for hours and hours and hours. So you can like light this thing... And the, uh, the burning chamber is on the outside of that chimney and on the outside of the uh, 50-gallon drum. And it's vertical, so you can put sticks in upside down and they will burn. And then gravity will pull them down. And you could you could load this thing up one time in the morning and it will keep it hot in that room for like a whole day with very little firewood. And then you, you just add a little bit the next morning. And uh, it's a very efficient way... To, to heat your house and it costs very little because you can make it yourself it's amazing very very cool so I'd like to make one of those thingies um, but first of all I gotta get out of the city and that's gonna I know that'll happen real soon just seems like my life path, you know, seems like a, a win. Staying in the city just seems stupid at this point with the whole civil war and police state. And it's like, the police get worse and fucking worse every time I go out. If I'm ever, especially if I'm downtown, which occasionally I have to go there to meet a friend or something. Man, they're, they're really fucking bad there at night. Like on a weekend, it's fucking horrible. It's like you literally see a fucking whole army of them down there, hundreds of them, cars everywhere, police cars on every fucking block, multiple cars, and then driving them driving down every street when there's already cops, cop cars parked on every fucking street, and then we got them driving on every street corner. It's like, I mean, there, there's literally an army of them active every weekend down there, and the states fucking pays for it. And it's just a standing army, and it's, it's fucking bullshit, man. It's a, it's a full... It's, that's how you know you're in a prison society when you see that many fucking cops for no reason. For no fucking reason. Just a waste. So I, I can't tolerate that bullshit, and that's... that's just that fact alone means... Uh, I gotta get out of the city, man, because that's unacceptable. So it says my storage is full, which is, you know, I sort of fucked up by buying the 32 gigabyte iPhone instead of the 128, but that means I need to delete some stuff, and uh, I'm sort of winding down anyway, but it was a good episode, I got a lot of stuff out, so uh, thanks for listening. Hopefully I'll see you over at the commune, you know, I'll be there, and uh, I know it'll be better there, I know it will be. I have a good feeling about it you know if you just wake up you don't have to drive anywhere you don't have to worry about money as much or if any i don't know if we'll have to worry about very much money at all i have a feeling it'll be a lot cheaper than fucking springfield springfield's a bitch i think i'm paying like 1500 dollars a month at least just bullshit you know we can do better than that i know we can it'll be really neat get to see some friends every day they'll be like your little family I think they will be if you see them every day on the same property you can't not see them it'll be totally different than what I'm used to my whole life right my whole life has been just like the uh, the house with you know your parents and, and your brothers you're sort of isolated in your box you don't ever really hang out with the neighbors I think it'll be different than that when we finally get it manifested I think there'll be people like consistently hanging out and really getting to know each other It'll be a nice refresher that's sort of my vision for it play some music together make some art maybe and do a lot of work together too it just sounds very very healthy compared to what i'm used to so i'm looking forward to it talk to you later